Hey guys, welcome to my podcast. Today we're talking about social anxiety, and actually we have a special guest with us, um, Sean. Thanks for having me, Savannah. Thank you for being here right now. So let's do a little icebreaker, start everything off. So for an example, I used to live in Deep River for seven years. Uh, yeah, I was um, uh, born and raised in London, uh, joined the Army, and... Uh, uh, through the army, I became a combat engineer and, um, I have a couple of deployments overseas and we, uh, uh, once I retired out of the army, we ended up in Deep River for, uh, close to seven years and we've now moved to Ottawa and this is where we are now. Thank you for sharing. So, um, as you know, we're talking about social anxiety and I'm glad you're on here today to let everyone know your story and what you've gone through and what you're actually going through at this moment right now. I'm glad I can help. I'll try my best. All right. So were you diagnosed with social anxiety? Um, I wasn't technically diagnosed with social anxiety. It's just part of my diagnosis of PTSD uh, deployment from Afghanistan, actually. Could you explain what PTSD is for us? I can. Uh, PTSD is a post-traumatic stress disorder. It's a mental health condition that is triggered by terrifying events, either experiencing it or uh, witnessing it, actually. Um, With that, you get a lot of uh, side effects of, like, social anxiety, which we're talking about today. And, and, yeah, it's a challenge. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I would think it's a challenge too if I went through all that oh there's all types of uh social anxiety it goes around um for myself uh because of the war um yeah like it's a tough ride and it still goes on from this day and I've been my last point was in 2010 and I'm still dealing with it to this day so would you say that you developed social anxiety from the war um, I wouldn't say from the war. It's just um, like a common saying. They say fight or flight. And um, when you get back from um, a wartime situation and some of the things you see there and do, it's, uh, you feel threatened in public and around everyone and um, with a lot of other things. It puts a lot of pressure on you and your family and so I'm glad we're talking about this and hopefully uh, I can shed some light of some well, of my experiences. How do you manage your social anxiety on a daily basis? Well, to tell you the truth, um, you need a lot of support. And I'd say the first thing you need to do is be able to accept help. Um, I found that very challenging um, throughout my years growing, not growing, but um, dealing with this uh the symptom, this illness, um, is basically accepting it and asking for help. Um, so support, support's a huge thing. Um, a buddy, a family members, you know, I got two great kids that are very aware of my situation and that's going on. Um, my wife, uh, she's a huge support and she knows a lot of my triggers. Um, that's been a lot of help and support animals like, um, I have uh, 
have always had dogs in my life, but when you have social anxiety, you tend to push everyone away and you attach yourself to uh, something. And mine was an animal and animals are a huge help, uh, especially dogs, uh, cats, anything like that. Would you like, have you ever done therapy or medication or anything like that instead of like just... Yeah, so coming down, like the whole situation. So I'll just touch more and base, like, how about this? So social anxiety um, symptoms and stuff. And then we'll talk, I'll get on to um, um, what's helped me deal with it. So I'll give you an example of social anxiety. So when I came back from Afghanistan, um, I really was on the defense of everything. I always felt threatened. Anytime I went to public... I mean, I would sweat like crazy and it would take the littlest thing to trigger me. And I went just total tunnel vision and you just want to be away from everyone. You don't want anything. And it's really unfortunate. I mean, especially when you have family and that's where the support comes in hugely. Um, because when you're just, you know, other people out there, just, they don't know what you're going through and all they see is your actions and, with social anxiety, people just push everyone away and they kind of tend to be, you know, alone, feel like a loner and just, you know, it, it's just, you're not. And mm-hmm. anyways, getting, you know, getting back onto, uh, like you said, um, therapy, it was a huge thing. Therapy is, um, you know, I've talked to my therapist since, as soon as I got back from overseas, I've had the same one. And that's the biggest thing is having someone that you can trust also and that knows you and knows what you're going through. Um, I touched base on uh, my wife, Justine, and my kids, animals, uh, medications. Um, Unfortunately, you do have to take medications. And the thing is, you just don't have to feel – the biggest thing is not feeling guilty that you have to take the medication. It's there to help you and letting yourself trust that the doctors know what they're doing. And yeah, just the biggest thing you have to do is you need to, you need to open your eyes and, and accept that this is the way it is right now and accept help. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Have you ever had like a, like a service dog, like to go in malls or to go out in like public places or is it just for like your home? Just for my home. Now, I was introduced to uh, Veterans Affairs um, are willing to set me up with a service dog and um, I can have my own dog. So um, prior to all this, I did have a Great Dane. Um, I was going to make her a service dog, but the problem was I wasn't ready to go into the malls at that time and bring in a Great Dane that's almost six feet tall, standing Mm -hmm. on their hind legs is a little ridiculous to have a service dog. Uh, but lately I did get a French bulldog and I will be reaching out back to VA to get my dog trained as a service dog. Um, it's just one more tool to have in your pocket when you're out there. And trust me, when you have social anxiety, um, the more tools you have, the better off you'll be. So I can say I'm pretty blessed and lucky that I have multiple tools that I can use and, uh, life is looking pretty good right now. Well, that's good to hear, honestly. Um, Do you have any thoughts or advice for anyone who struggles with social anxiety or who haven't asked for help yet? Absolutely. I I definitely 
if this does reach out to anyone, it's 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 very tough to when you feel like you're always threatened and your back's to the wall and you don't want to ask for help. But I definitely ask for help, but it's going to take time. You can't. I've been told so many times about this and the only person that could do it is yourself. And, I, you know, if I'm telling anyone reaching out there is that it's time to wake up. Life is way too short to carry on the anger and feel threatened and just push everyone away. And uh, it's, it's, it's great when you start letting people in and asking for help and just get the tools that you need, ask for help, see a therapist, um, talk to your family. Uh, that's the biggest one. Talk to your family and let them be aware of it because you're going to need that support for sure. Um, and just accept everything that comes in try everything and like i said the biggest thing is life is too short to be struggling going through this i mean you'll have it for the rest of your life i go out but like i said the tools help and they're there and and they always let me know when something's going on and i'm not aware of it because when you start getting that tunnel vision coming in and then yeah then you have the tools so just just be patient and just accept help Thank you so much for sharing and being here. Honestly, it's very inspiring to listen to for myself and probably for everyone who's also listening to this podcast. Thanks for having me, Nana. And hopefully I can at least help one person or at least open the eyes of someone else that may know someone that's going through this. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. This is for anyone who suffers with this disorder. I'm hoping this podcast will be useful for anyone out there who is struggling. Here's a number for a 24-hour helpline. Call 